Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig's straight talk in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive. And these podcasts help deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop professionally, wherever you are. Hey, folks, and welcome back to the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm here today. Uh, my name is Randy Wilburn, and I'm here with uh, none other than Mr. Mark Zweig, CEO of Zweig Group. Uh, Mark is, um, he's laughing at me right now, but uh, Mark is, Mark and I have uh, gotten together and we, we try to put as many podcasts together as we can, given his busy schedule, my busy schedule. And so uh, it's important for us to get uh, between your ears and kind of share with you what's happening and the latest and greatest that's going on in the design industry. And so today we really want to talk about um, those ever increasing costs, which was an article that Mark wrote in this wide letter back on uh, August 22nd, um, issue 1165. And so um, we don't necessarily do these um, podcasts in, in in any type of order, but what we try to do is make sure that we cover all of them and uh, give you information um, that would be relevant. And as I've mentioned before in some of the previous podcasts that have just come out, uh, we are trying a new format, and that format is simply that we are. I'm just I'm just talking to Mark about uh, these articles that he's written. And so you know, we were joking before the podcast that you know when you write a lot, uh, sometimes you forget about the stuff that you write, and so we have to go over it. But obviously, these are issues and, and, and ideas that we deal with on a daily basis. So um, they're very important to us, as we know they are to you, um, whether you're running a design firm, whether you work in a design firm. These are issues that you are confronted with on a daily basis. So uh, we certainly hope that you're able to take something away from this. And we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, the article that Mark wrote on those ever increasing costs um, talked about uh, how that, you know, it's important for us um, to be able to uh, be mindful of the rising costs within an organization and how you deal with them from labor um, to benefits to new labor when you hire new people. Um, there are a lot of places where, um, you know, firms, uh, especially AEC firms, allow their costs to get out of control. And so, uh, Mark, I'd love to just get your your general thoughts on this and maybe kind of walk us through some basic steps uh, that that firms out there can can implement to make sure that not necessarily that they're out cutting costs, but that they're not letting costs get um, get unwieldy or, or uh, uncontrollable. Yeah, it's a. It really has to become part of your culture if you're going to keep your costs under control. There's just so many different aspects of it. 
you know, certainly the people that you have, you know, while I, I like to use pay as one of the ways to get good people, I, I want to be the firm that's in the top paying uh, uh, category as opposed to the lower categories. I think a lot of it, though, depends on what level of people you're bringing on. I think many times we tend to over hire. We think we need people with 20 or 30 years of experience when somebody with five or 10 might do the trick quite well. Right. So therefore we pay more um, than we have to, and we don't necessarily get anybody's any better for the role that we need them to fill. Um, at the same time, there are other issues associated with that. But I mean, so, so that's part of it is just getting the right level of people certainly the right quantity of them. I, I do think there are still some companies out there that just have too many support people. Yeah. I, I go into, when I, you know, secretaries, call them whatever you want, administrative assistants, uh, you know, office staff that's not billable and exists to simply cater to the needs of the godlike principles. I don't really have a lot of interest in that, and I think it's a waste of money. And I think it creates morale problems. So I see this all the time. You know, just yesterday we were trying to call one of our clients and we had an appointment set up that he had requested. And then we get the receptionist who in turn has to insist on getting his assistant who will in turn get him instead of just connect us with the guy. He's the one that set up the damn appointment. I don't want to talk with the assistant. <laughs> what does the assistant do? Well, she gets the birthday presents for the kids and she arranges the travel and she takes his car into the shop to get it fixed. Yeah. It's all bullshit, frankly. I'm yeah. sorry, but there's too much of that sort of coddling and and then, you know, it, which in turn raises costs. It's just one aspect of it. And you see it in other parts of the company as well. Um, but particularly in just the sort of general administrative support ranks, just, you know, I, you can look at companies in other countries and they top people in very large organizations don't have any assistance at right, all. Right. You know, it's, it's just, it, it, that's, that's one place that you have to rein it in. I think the other place, you know, there's, there's certainly other areas that are tend to be traps. Um, having too much office space that's too lavish. It's one thing to have a nice office and be in a cool location. It's another thing when everybody's got to have a private office and you're, you know, you have 400, 500 square feet per employee. It just gets extremely expensive. Right. And, um, you know, you can have a nice space, but don't give everybody so much space. Why do they need all that space? Yeah. They, they just spread out into it and the buzz is lost. I was in a firm recently. I couldn't believe it. They had architects lined up down a wall in... I'm not exaggerating. I don't think these people had four feet of width with a desk pushed up counter, pushed up against a wall. And that's where they sat. And they just was one after another. Um, you know, they had so many people, even though their space was probably fairly expensive on a per square foot basis, their cost per employee was very low. Yeah. Uh, because of the way they, they, they packed them in and, um, so there's just a million different ways the costs get out of control. You know, you, you deal with the same insurance broker for too long and they start to take advantage of you. You do, you know, you don't shop your health insurance um, and, and eventually they'll start to take advantage of you. Um, 
any supplier that you deal with and you don't make give you a price every time they do something, you have a potential for that relationship to be taken advantage of at some point. Okay. And, mm. and you know, you just got to keep a close eye on on these costs, especially when times are good and you're making money, you start doling it out probably too easily. And and of course that then affects the culture, which then makes it more difficult to be profitable when times aren't so good. Okay. So you kind of talked about, you touched upon existing labor, you talked about benefits, you talked about office space. Um, what about new labor, uh, the, the, just the need to go out and hire somebody else, whether or not it's important or imperative that they do it at that point in time? That's a that's another good point. We used to just say never hire anybody in the third quarter of the year or fourth quarter rather of the year. Okay. Because by the time they show up and you do work and you bill for it, you'll never collect it before the year ends. So, you know, it's just a cost. It's going to hurt your profitability. But I, I think, yeah, I think companies in general in this business do need to be somewhat understaffed in order to be profitable. Okay. So, you, you know, this, well, on the one hand, you want to support your managers and give them the talent they need. You have to be careful of being too good about help letting them supply, get that talent um, anytime they want it, or they could um, end up being, you know, overstaffed. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, you know, I, I do think you got to be careful. You do want to remain somewhat understaffed and you want to hire new people at the appropriate level. Doesn't mean hire people that you say will never be able to let that person out of the back room, because I don't believe in that at all. Exactly. You know, I think everybody you hire should be somebody that could potentially interact with a client and not embarrass you. Right. Right. But again, I, I got to hire. I, I think sometimes we set up sort of criteria that are too high level yeah. for what we really need. It's like, well, a project manager must have 20 years of experience and a master's degree. Do they really need 20 years of experience and a master's <laughs> degree to do this the, to do this job and do it well? I mean, you know, maybe the CEO doesn't have a master's degree, right? You know, and became the CEO when she was 35. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I think we we set up these constraints that then in turn raise the cost. And then the cost is is too high, and you know, and and you also have to be careful about getting people who are just sort of too used to having so much help and don't want to do anything themselves. Yeah, you yeah. know, you look at at some of the people we've we've experienced it here in our own firm when we hire senior people out of this industry, and they're used to having two or three people supporting them in right. one way or another. We don't have any support, people, <laughs> no, as you know. None of us do. You know? so we're, we're our own support people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so you, you do what you, you know. So if that's, that then implies a lot of overhead goes along with those people if you bring them on board. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, man, that's, that is, that certainly is important. And it's something to think about. Um, as we close out, I know you also mentioned a couple of other things that kind of stood out in this article. You also talked about meals and entertainment and how that can get away from you. Um, you, you want to just kind of talk to that a little bit and, and how sometimes we can get into this yeah. culture of just taking everybody out for a meal and it's, you know, it's everything's business related and, well, you said it. I mean, you know, if they always have to get the good wine and they always have to have the the oyster appetizer, I mean, after a while, it, it, it just, you know, 
we could all go to Chili's and load up for 20 bucks a piece and have a decent meal, or we can go to Luigi's and spend <laughs> 150 bucks a piece. Right, right. And if they see you doing that, the employees, then when they're not with you, they tend to overspend. Yeah. Again, it just becomes part of the culture. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, are you living like that at home? No. Well, then why are you living like that out here on the road? You know, I, I think you, you got to be careful um, about that, and uh, because it just it just adds up. Um, I you know I, I've seen so many companies where you look at their travel and entertainment, and it's 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 just like, holy cow, how did they ever get in that position? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it starts at the top. It really does. You set the example. Yeah, absolutely. And I know. Lastly, you also mentioned nepotism, which kind of stood out to me. Um, how, how do firms battle that? You know, with that, you know, there's some, there may be some entitlement issues involved with those individuals, and you may have some people that uh, are nephews of the boss, and not necessarily cutting it, but you're not going to let that person go, and that impacts uh, a firm's bottom line. Oh, sure, it does. It, it's. Again, it goes back to sort of the small-minded accountant, advisor, minimized taxation point of view that you put everybody on the payroll you can in order to reduce your taxable income and sort of spread the wealth around your family members. Absolute total cancer right. on the company. I mean, I'm not going to say there aren't some really great children that work in companies. I have one myself. It's best if these people go work somewhere else first and prove themselves. And you don't have to hire them in at a high level job. Move them around. Let them start low and work and prove themselves to other people so they realize they're not there just because you're the boss um, if you want them to succeed. Uh, but no, loading up on the payroll with employees who are family members to reduce your taxable income and, and all. I think it's a terrible cancer. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, there you have it, folks. Mark Zweig gives his thoughts on, on ways that you can uh, combat those ever increasing costs that we're facing here in the design industry. If, if that sounds like you, if he describes your firm and in, in this podcast, there are certainly ways to, to, to um, effectively uh, rein in those costs. And, um, you know, if we can ever help here at Zwy Group, feel free to reach out to us and we can certainly talk to you about some best practices that we see out there. And more than anything else, of course, you can just read the Zwy letter and we talk about those best practices on a regular basis. And so we certainly uh, uh, would encourage you to do that. Um, thanks so much for joining us today on this episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. Uh, Mark will be back again next week with another great episode. Uh, we might have an interview. I'm not sure, but uh, it'll be something that will be engaging and that will keep you uh, informed. Uh, I want to remind you, we have a free gift for you. Uh, please visit free tzl.zweiggroup.com. And we've got six free issues of the Zweig letter um, for you. And we will send that to you in electronic version. Uh, we'd love for you to check it out. In 2017, we've got a great new program coming out. We'll be announcing it soon and we'll share it also on this podcast. Uh, if you really like this and this was helpful information, please share it with a friend, pass it on to your colleague. Um, also, if you could give us a, a rating on iTunes, we are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, you name it, Google Play. Um, you can access this podcast just about anywhere. So thanks so much for listening in and, and thanks also for spreading the word and sharing the good news from um, the Zweig Letter podcast. We hope you have a great day. And remember, we exist to make you more successful.
Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can apply Mark's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. For a free six-week subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit freetzl.zweiggroup.com to gain more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.